1: Welcome in to Outkick the Show. I'm your fearless leader, uh, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having fantastic, what is today, Friday? Hope you're ready for spectacular weekends. I'm looking forward to a bunch of college basketball action. Going to be a lot of fun. We have got a ton of stories to run through with you. Uh, you may have just seen me on Fox News with Martha McCollum. That is why I'm a little bit late today. Uh, so let's get right to it, uh, right off the top. I think this Fannie w- Willis... So let me tell you what we're going to talk about. Fannie Willis, Nathan Wade, uh, Major League Baseball pant scandal. Uh, Trevor Areza uh, getting signed by the Kansas City Chiefs. Biden says the secret to his marriage is good sex. Uh, there's been an arrest in the Tucker Carlson tape uh, uh, case former Deadspin editor. I've got interesting thoughts on that, I believe. Uh, Alabama in vitro fertilization uh, situation. I think this is a really intriguing story to be able to follow. Um, And Axios reports that Joe Biden needs a cheat sheet to be able to get through everything. Plus, South Carolina's primary is tomorrow. That's what I was just talking about with Martha McCollum uh, on Fox News. But let's start with what I think are the blockbuster revelations about Fannie Willis, Nathan Wade, uh, and their relationship. You'll recall last week that Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade both tried to testify that they had no relationship, uh, that their relationship did not start until after Fannie Willis had made the hire. Now, I don't know uh, that, um, that that makes very much difference in the grand scheme of things, But they tried to draw this line between, oh no, our relationship started after uh, he was already hired. Somehow that makes the relationship better. I don't really think it does because it's still Fannie Willis sleeping with a subordinate. But I guess it argues it wasn't hiring someone that she was already sleeping with. Well, now uh, there is evidence. They testified to that under oath. Now there is evidence that has been introduced in, uh, uh, in the case there that in 2021, before they were actually uh, supposedly in a relationship, they had 2,000 phone calls, uh, also 12,000 text messages. 12,000 text messages, 2,000 phone calls in the space of 10 months. I can guarantee you there is no one that I have called 2,000 times in a year In the entire time, I bet that I have had a cell phone. I bet I have never called one person 2,000 times. I've been married almost 20 years. I can guarantee you at no point in my marriage have I ever called my wife 2,000 times, even in a year. I would be stunned beyond belief if that ever happened. Maybe we talk once a day uh, on average. 12,000 text messages, that is unbelievable. Also... There is evidence from the cell phones that we have actual uh, tangible proof based on cell phone pinging data that there was legitimately, and I've got this here, uh, it was shared out there, and I think it's very significant, um, that on November 29th, 2021, before they claim that there was any relationship, and I'm reading from Megan Kelly, He went to where Fannie Willis is staying at 12.43 a.m. and left at 4.55 a.m. That's what a lot of us in the business back in the day might have called a booty call. Uh, You show up at 12.43 a.m. and you leave at 4.55 a.m. How many of you have platonic friends that you've showed up and stayed at their place for four hours late at night and then left early in the morning? I don't think that's going to fly. And I give credit now in retrospect to the questioning that was going on here. It seems quite clear based on the questioning that many of the legal teams here had access to all of this cell phone data. And I don't think there's any doubt that Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade have both perjured themselves. So here is where I believe this is going to go. Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade are off this case. I think Fannie Willis is going to be forced to resign as Fulton County DA, and I think if the state of Georgia is concerned with actually impartial application of justice, that Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade will both face their own criminal charges. That is, they will get their own mugshots taken, just like Donald Trump did uh, in Fulton County GA. Uh, The case is over for them. Uh, they will, I think, be disbarred and lose their licenses based on their testimony under oath. This was how reckless not only the relationship was, but that both of them would testify under oath. Lawyers would have said, I think, to most of the time, mo- to both of them, "Be careful! Don't get under oath." This is why so many people choose not to speak under oath and put themselves in a position where they clearly perjured. Now, I'm sure Fannie Willis will try to argue this is all racism. There's a certain segment of the population that will buy that. I'm sure she'll argue Bill Clinton style. That depends on what the meaning of the word relationship was. But unless she can explain away 2,000 phone calls in 2021 and 12,000 text messages, this is over. They have been caught lying about their relationship under oath. They're out of the case in Georgia, both of them. New DA is going to have to be appointed to run this case. I think Fannie Willis is going to be forced out as the DA of Fulton County, and I also believe... Uh, that these two individuals will be facing criminal charges. It's a blockbuster revelation. I'm actually surprised it's not receiving more attention than it is so far. When I read the Atlanta Journal-Constitution reporting this morning and the subsequent reporting that I've seen a few other places, to me, I mean, we opened up, Uh, Clay and Buck today with This Is Our Lead Story. I'm opening up with you guys right now on OutKick talking about This Is Our Lead Story. Um, And uh, this is a huge, this is a huge story. By the way, I want to say thank you. Uh, The numbers are out there. OutKick grew 22% uh, in January of 2024 compared to January of 23. 22% growth is good uh, for most anybody out there. But if you consider how much we grew while almost every other site saw their traffic collapse. um, Outkick had more traffic, um, substantially more traffic than a lot of sites that have very substantial traffic. Um, And so uh, I think when you actually look into this and, uh, and break it all down, the numbers get even more impressive going forward. Uh, FoxNews.com. This is not a surprise. Had a monster. Uh, it's a monster website. Had uh, a ton of traffic. What did they say? 85 million unique visitors. OutKick, I believe, had about seven and a half. This, according to ComScore, everybody's numbers are different. OutKick had seven and a half million unique uh, 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 readers. That's more than the Washington Examiner, according to Comscore, more than the Washington Times, more than the Blaze, more than National Review, more than the Western Journal, more than Breitbart, more than the Daily Caller, more than the Daily Wire, more than Newsmax, more than Town Hall, more than Twitchy, more than PJ Media, more than Gateway Pundit, and more than the Washington Free Beacon. We're behind That's not going to shock you. Uh, CNN, the New York Times, and the Washington Post. Uh, yeah, they're bigger than we are. But for OutKick to be up 22% when everybody else was down 20% or more, uh, I think by and large speaks to how well uh, that we are doing growing our audience. And I just want to say thank you uh, for everybody out there. OutKick is now a, a, a big uh, influential sports site. There's only a few that are bigger than us. And people say, what do you mean by that? There's a lot of the sites, for instance, the NFL. The NFL rolls all 32 of their individual team sites together and also NFL.com. If you just use one standalone site, OutKick is one of the biggest sites that is out there now in the world of sports, pop culture, politics, you name it. Uh, We are growing head and shoulders faster than a lot of our competitors, and uh, I'm super uh, pleased about that. Uh, I just went on with Martha McCollum. We talked about the South Carolina primary. It is tomorrow. Trump is going to smoke Nikki Haley. This is not going to be close. In her home state, he's going to win by over 20 points. I don't understand what Nikki Haley's doing. Uh, If Nikki Haley's advisors said, hey, Clay, uh, we want to talk to you. and By the way, I talked to a lot of people's advisors. What would you say? I would say you guys are leading her astray. Nothing that you're doing makes any sense unless you're planning on running as a third-party candidate. Uh, And Dean Phillips, the challenger to Joe Biden, floated out that idea. Uh, Nothing adds up. Nothing makes logical sense. There is no way to defend the decision-making of Nikki Haley. I think she has now destroyed herself, certainly. She has a zero percent chance of being the nominee on 24. Uh, I talked about her potentially as a vice presidential candidate but I think she needed to endorse Trump after New Hampshire and say this thing is over. Instead, she's going to get smoked in South Carolina. She's going to lose every state on March 5th. Uh, she's going to lose every state on March 19th. Trump is going to be the nominee. I think she now has destroyed, to a large extent, her chances in 2028. And I think now she has to root for Trump to lose in order to be viable as a Republican, or she has to just burn all bridges and run as a, uh, a third-party candidate. In 2024, and try to ensure Trump is going to lose, which destroys her chance to ever be a Republican presidential nominee ever again. So I don't understand the decision making. I think whoever is advising her inside of the Nikki Haley bubble is telling her awful things. Uh, I think she is going to get humiliated tomorrow. She's going to lose big in her home state. And then what's she going to do? She's going to get smoked. She lost to none of these candidates in Nevada. She's not going to win a single state and she's destroying her viability going forward. Whoever has given her advice has failed her, and she is making disastrous choices. Uh, wanted to say a couple of other things that are out there. Props to the Kansas City Chiefs for signing Matt Areza. Um, I think I said Trevor. Uh, it says Trevor in the typo, uh, in, the, in the tease maybe that is out there. Uh, not Trevor Areza, Matt Areza. And for those of you who have not paid attention, kind of going through this, Matareza was accused of sexual assault in San Diego. Um, And the evidence later came out that he was not even present and that the girl who accused him of rape and sexual assault was lying. There's no evidence to support it at all. Just based on the allegations against him in a civil complaint, Criminal investigation cleared him, proved that not only was he not guilty beyond a reasonable doubt, he was actually innocent, which is a different, even higher level of standard. Uh, The criminal investigation cleared him. He did nothing wrong, uh, did not engage in any criminal misconduct, and that this girl, it turns out, was actually a liar. But already, the allegations themselves cost Matt Areza his punting job with the Buffalo Bills. They released him. Uh, He was not allowed to play in the NFL. He lost multiple years of his potential uh, professional career. I give credit to the Kansas City Chiefs for signing him. Uh, Brett Veach, everybody who is associated with the Chiefs, credit to them for looking at the facts, realizing that Areza had done nothing wrong and that he was being mistreated. Uh, But this is not justice. Being kicked off of a team for multiple years and not allowed to make a living based on a lie, and then getting a job years later, never being able to make up for the years of your professional career that you lost and the money that you would have made is not justice. Justice, in my opinion, is this girl being charged with lying. She should face years in prison. And I have made this argument before, but I want to reiterate it because I think it's very important. I believe that if you are proven to falsely accuse someone of rape, you should automatically be charged with a mirror image punishment that would have gone for the man, or could be a woman or whoever is being accused of rape. Whatever punishment that person would have faced, you should face in a court of law yourself because we shouldn't create this world where you can levy false accusations against someone, they can lose their ability to make a living, their good name can be dragged through the mud, and then it comes out that they didn't do it at all, and you, the liar, face no consequences for the lies that you have spread. I believe, if I were in the legislature right now, in any state in America, I would introduce a law that mirrors the rape penalties. And if you are proven to have lied about a rape charge, you should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law and you should have to stand before a jury and potentially face years in prison as well. Because we can't create a world where you can make false accusations that are 100% disproven by a criminal investigation and there are no consequences to you whatsoever. In particular, your name may often never even come out because there are rape shield laws. And so the guy that you're accusing immediately gets dragged through the mud. Nobody even knows who you are. That needs to be introduced. This girl, if we care about justice, should face the exact same amount of time in prison that Matt Areza would have faced if he had actually been uh, charged and convicted in this case. To me, it's a, it's a no-brainer. Couple of other stories that are uh, that are out there. Not a lot of people have talked about this, uh, but if you remember back uh, last year, I think it was after Trevor Car- uh, after Tr- Tucker Carlson left uh, Fox News after they uh, took his show away, there were the release of several different videos that were internally recorded by Fox News that were supposed to show Tucker Carlson in a negative light. Um, Nobody knew exactly where those videos came from. There now has been an, uh, an indictment uh, of a former Deadspin editor. He is a left-wing uh, uh, political prognosticator commentator who often would write about sports. He's written a lot of negative things about me over the years. Um, that guy's been charged with a series of crimes indicted in the state of Florida for stealing these Tucker Carlson videos. Uh, somehow from Fox News. And what I would say in general about this that stands out to me is I actually was involved in a case that this guy, uh, story that this guy wrote years and years ago. I was doing a pilot. I think it was 2016. Uh, I did a bunch of pilots, full disclosure, with Fox Sports over the years. I got hired initially at Fox Sports, I believe, in 2013 when FS1 launched. And over the years, I've done a bevy of different pilots on a variety of different topics. Some of those shows got made. Uh, if you didn't know, I did a four-year daily gambling show on FS1. Uh, I was on the. I still do Fox College Football programming. I've been on basically, I think, every show almost that airs on FS1 at some point in time. But a lot of these practice shows, these pilots, they're not even really pilots. They're more like practice shows designed to kind of put together what you think the show should look like. Uh, We did them for Fox Bet Live slash Lock It In. Uh, They're not designed to actually be watched. That's why they're, you know, behind the scenes, behind the paywall, uh, inside of Fox News or Fox Sports. Um, And our Fox Sports pilot also got taken somehow and shared and written about on Deadspin. I question whether the way that that Fox Sports uh, programming was taken is the same way the Fox News programming was taken and whether both of those actually constituted illegal hacking. I'm just kind of curious because I was in a video that was written about I don't care, right? I mean, I'm on the air live for three hours every day. I talk for another hour. I say things all the time. Um, To me, this is not like a particularly difficult thing. Like, you can take any clip from me saying anything. Put it out as much as you want. Uh, But to me, I wonder whether this was the same thing. And if it's hacking on the Tucker Carlson case, I wonder if he also hacked behind the paywall on Fox Sports in... A uh, video that uh, that I was involved in years and years ago that they wrote about on Deadspin. I shared that link. Maybe you're out there in media uh, and you're intrigued by that and you want to write about it. You can go to my Twitter feed. I shared the link that Deadspin put up of a behind the the scenes video that had been shot at Fox Sports that they also put up. Uh, I, I think that is uh, that is interesting. Uh, to think about and contemplate. A couple of other stories that are out there as we roll through the Friday edition uh, of the program. Um, And uh, in particular, oh, by the way, we've got breaking news. Thanks to Adam. Uh, Let me go ahead and analyze this. The judge has granted the injunction in Tennessee versus the NCAA. Uh, A federal court has frozen NIL rules. Victory for the state of Tennessee, the state of Virginia, And uh, this is massive. Um, Again, this is just breaking. Let me click on this link um, and read in real time. Uh, This story just came out five minutes ago. Adam, this is a credit. I said a while back, news keeps breaking so much. We need somebody who is working with me on this show uh, to be able to react in real time. Uh, And I'm reading now from the Knoxville newspaper. A federal judge in Tennessee granted a preliminary injunction suspending NCAA rules regarding name, image, and likeness benefits uh, for athletes indirectly and easing the stress for Tennessee. Victory for the Attorney Generals, Tennessee and Virginia. Um, uh, Let's see. Injunction granted in the Eastern District by Judge Clifton Corker, who found NIL rules caused irreparable damage to athletes. Uh, This basically means And I'm reading from his uh, report. For the reasons providing herein, plaintiff's motion for preliminary injunction granted. Hereby ordered, effective immediately, defendant, the NCAA, its servants, agents, and employees, all persons in active uh, concert or participation with the NCAA, restrained and enjoyed from enforcing the NCAA interim NIL policy, NCAA bylaws or any other authority the extent such authority prohibits student athletes from negotiating compensation for NIL with any third party entity including not limited to boosters collectives or collective of boosters until a full and final decision on the merits uh, of this instant action. Further ordered effective immediately, the NCAA is restrained and enjoined from enforcing the rule of restitution as applied to the foregoing NIL activities until a full and final decision on the merits. Uh, This basically says the NCAA has no power. Um, And this is a huge, massive, beyond belief destruction of NCAA power And uh, it is going to be, it's going to mean basically that there is no restriction whatsoever permitted uh, in the NIL uh, for this space. So all of this uh, is going to be massive. I told you when this case was filed a few weeks ago by Tennessee and Virginia that I thought the NCAA had aired because there was at least some uncertainty as to what power they had to enforce NCAA rules in an NIL era, as soon as you get in front of a court, the court can cut your legs out from underneath you, and that's what this district court judge has now done. Huge win for the University of Tennessee, for the state's attorney generals of Tennessee and Virginia. Now, what happens? I would imagine they will have, I don't know. uh, This is a, uh, a monstrous blow to the NCAA, certainly they will appeal. The problem with with an appeal, uh, the the full verdict will still have to be uh, determined. Everything else, temporary restraining order has been put in place. But the problem with appeals is you keep making it clear that you have no authority. Even this temporary restraining order being uh, put in place, it cuts the NCAA's legs out from underneath it nationwide. So eventually, they would have a trial. They would go to the Sixth Circuit. They would try to go to the Supreme Court. But every one of these entities is going to, I think, continue to rule that this is an antitrust violation, because it is. How in the world? I thought the attorney general made a really good uh, point in the oral arguments. He said the NCAA itself would never decide who their television partner was without knowing what the television partner was going to pay. What the NCAA is trying to say to individual athletes is you can't find out what your value is from an NIL collective. You have to pick a school and then you can negotiate, but that destroys the entire marketplace. So this is a huge win. Um, uh, The uh, attorney general's office in Tennessee just texted me. They're going to be putting out a statement soon. Um... But this is uh, this is a huge win uh, for the state of Tennessee. And uh, we'll see if we get a statement before I finish the show today uh, from uh, the state attorney generals of Tennessee and Virginia in being granted the temporary uh, restraining order. So big win. NCAA gets its legs cut out from underneath it. I probably will hop on in a minute. We're going to have uh, the... Uh, Hutton and Withrow show is going to be on. I think it's already started because I'm going a little bit late because I was on with Fox News. Uh, but I'll probably I'll go ahead and uh, uh, and come on. And we may have the Attorney General call in to the Hot Mike show uh, and be able to, uh, to discuss this. A um, couple of other things out there uh, to finish up on a Friday. That's big breaking news. Good job by Adam uh, letting me know about that so I can react to it in real time. This is a crazy story. I don't know if you guys have seen this. It's a fun one to kind of finish off with. I'll, I'll talk about Biden's sex and the cheat sheets uh, on Monday because we've gone on for a while already today. Major League Baseball has a pants-related issue. I don't know how many of you have seen these pictures. We need to clip it and share it on social, me discussing it here. You can see uh, the, uh, the cock and balls, for lack of a better way to describe it, of many different Major League players because the pants that they have designed as a part of the new uniform are too thin. And you can just see, again, leaves nothing to the imagination, these white pants. You can see right through them and see uh, the, the cock and balls of many different Major League Baseball players. Now, who knows? Maybe it's a huge ratings ploy. Maybe lots of you out there have been thinking to yourself, you know what I'd really like? The only thing that can make this baseball game better is if I could see more cocks and balls while I'm watching baseball. Maybe this is a huge thing for women. Maybe a lot of you are out there, you know, thinking to yourselves, my goodness, you know, uh, only thing that can make baseball better, tighter pants, cock and balls framed, easy to see. I don't know. Maybe there's a huge market for that. I don't think it necessarily helps in the heterosexual community. It's amazing to me that you can't even get pants wrong. And I say that as a guy who lost $50,000 trying to sell pants back in the day. Some of you remember that story. I decided I was going to sell college-colored pants. I bought $50,000 worth of pants. Turns out nobody, no guy, really knows what their true waist size is. The pant legs are all a mess. Uh, you know, if you're like a, th- I'm a 34-32. I pretty much wear a 34-32 in most pants. A lot of you say I can't dress myself. I know I'm a 34-32, although I'm starting to trim up. I might soon be a 32 uh, 32-32. Um, But, uh, as you look at this, the pants business shouldn't be this complicated. Somehow we've managed to have most of Major League history without seeing players cocking balls in their uniforms. Somehow they screwed this up. We'll put up some of the pictures before warned. Uh, The cocks and the balls are now visible. Um, That's a perfect way to roll into the weekend. I appreciate all of you. DBAP unless you need to SBAP. I'm Clay Travis. This has been Outkick the Show. Huge win. Uh, for University of Tennessee State Attorney Generals of Tennessee and Virginia. I'll see you guys Monday.